us who are all being really good Anglicans and not sitting in the first two rows, although you're, you're very close together otherwise, which is... Uh, so. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today is the feast of St. Alban, who's the first martyr of Britain. Uh, the story on St. Alban, there's lots of legends, but the basic story seems to be that <clears throat> during one of the persecutions that broke out in the early church, late, sac late 200s, early 300s, not exactly sure of the date, uh, he sheltered a priest who was fleeing from persecution, and when it was discovered that he sheltered the priest, he, he let the priest go and, and was arrested in, in his stead, <clears throat> and then um, was <clears throat> constant in his faith, uh, and, and suffered martyrdom uh, for his sheltering of this priest. And the, the story of St. Alban is he may not have been a Christian when he began to shelter the priest, so it may have been during the time that the priest was with him that he came to faith. And so he's the first to die in, in Britain for his faith. The other propitious thing that happened uh, that I, I discovered yesterday, there's, uh, I, we talk a lot about Martin Thornton and his corpus, and there's a priest in the Midwest named Father Matthew Dahlman who has um, spread or, or promoted Martin Thornton in his writings. And he sent an email yesterday that said that today, today is the day that Martin Thornton died. And he is trying to promote today as a day, as a feast day for Martin Thornton as a doctor of the church. And he actually developed a set of propers of a collect. And so it was an interesting propitious occurrence that here we are, and here I am talking so much about him, and it's the actual, his actual, at least proposed feast day. Um, and so I, I thought about finding a kind of correspondence between St. Alban's witness of martyrdom and Martin Thornton, who were very different Anglicans or Englishmen at very different times, but what's the commonality? What it is about Martin Thornton uh, that, that there's a couple of significant things is, is I believe that Martin Thornton brings out uh, some of the essence of, of Anglicanism. We might call it Anglo-Catholicism. I think Martin Thornton would simply say this is the essence of the English school of Christianity. <clears throat> and one, one quote that jumped out at me from Thornton in a book called Pastoral Theology, <clears throat> when I was reading, he says that, that, the, um, that the problem of the Oxford movement, those who are familiar with our, our inheritance uh, know that a lot of the Catholic renewal in the Church of England began with the Oxford movement and spread out from there. But he said that the era of the Oxford movement was that after that initial renewal and return to, to a, a historic and sacramental understanding of the church, the Oxford movement defaulted immediately into liturgical concerns. And he says that the proper focus of this Catholic renewal was not liturgical but ascetical. That is, a, a, a thoroughgoing reform, according to the ancient practice, would have gone from that, that Catholic recovery into a focus on the life of prayer and recovering what it meant to live as a community by prayer and to practice spiritual disciplines and to focus on spiritual formation. If you go back to the early church, what is truly ancient and Catholic, that is the concern you see in the church fathers. You don't see any concern with how many candles are on the altar, you know, whether it's high or low church, but they are all serious about the life of prayer. <clears throat> and so Thornton um, advocated for the ascetical life, and sometimes when we hear ascetical, 
people think of the stream asceticism, like um, there's an ancient saint called Saint Simon the Stylite, who was an extreme ascetic who spent his life on the top of a pillar and didn't eat anything, and you know, and, and we think, well, I don't know about that. And but all asceticism means is that you will practice the Christian life of prayer in your body as an embodied person, and you will your practices of life will be formed by your prayer. It will be an incarnate faith. And so you live by the practice of rule and, and discipline. And Thornton developed uh, the idea, uh, fleshed out the idea, the essence of the Church of England, of the Anglican faith rooted in the Book of Common Prayer, is that it took the monasticism of the Middle Ages that developed from the early church, the monastic practice of asceticism that began to, to, to go and be practiced in the monastery with monks who spent their whole life. What the Book of Common Prayer did was take that monastic rule and bring it back into the parish. And the Book of Common Prayer is the rule of St. Benedict to be lived by a parish in community. It has that threefold really talked about, which is uh, Eucharist, we gather around the altar, uh, daily office, not seven, like the Benedictine monks in cloister, but two morning and evening prayer, not to be said only by the priests and clergy, but to be participated in by the entire church together. And one of the things that Thornton advocated for in his book, English Spirituality, is that a characteristic of Anglicanism is a common rule of clergy and laity. Not that clergy won't do more because they you know, have more time to do it, but we share a common rule. We're all living this, and the threefold rule of Eucharist, daily office, and then personal prayer, our conversations with God, our meditations, our contemplation. And so that the proper focus of ministry, therefore, is cultivating this life of prayer by rule in community. And Thornton contrasted that focus of the life of prayer by rule in community with what he called multitudinism, which he saw beginning in his day, which late 20th century, and we say everywhere now, where the, the focus of the church is to bring people in, market, get, get a bunch of people to come. And then you're doing well if you got three times as many days as you had before. And the church is assessed by its numbers. Thornton's idea was that evangelism worked more organically in the other direction. It's not that you didn't want people to come to faith. It was that as you cultivate the life of prayer lived by rule in community, a spiritual energy developed in the parish as people grew in holiness, as, as the holy life of the Spirit was manifested in each person's life and began to bear fruit. And he said, nothing is more contagious than holiness. And if the world sees a community devoted to its prayer, sees that witness, it will come and want to know what that is. And so the outward-oriented mission of the church draws people into this life of prayer. Now, it's certainly possible for a church to become self-absorbed in its life of prayer and not concerned with witness, and that's, that's an issue we have to focus on. But... At root, the point is we have, to, we have to commit ourselves to this life of prayer lived according to our rule of the Book of Common Prayer in our community of the church. And only as the life of prayer, the life of the work of the Spirit in each of our lives uh, forms us into the image of Christ 
do we have anything to bear witness to? If we're just a marketing, if we're just, hey, we got this neat liturgy, let's put ads in the paper, hey, come, we're high church, not low church, we got bells, we got this. None of that matters. Those things only matter once you are deeply invested in your life for prayer, and so the symbolic world of the altar, you understand, this represents the reality in which you always live. This is not a, a, a religious product to get a bunch more people to come to. So for me, as I was sit, contemplating the, the, the correspondence between St. Alban and Martin Thornton, who's, who now share a feast day, at least, and I'll, I'll certainly be an advocate for the Martin Thornton Day, um, we're not going to be probably, probably, unless we go overseas and live somewhere, going to be called to die for our faith. You're probably not going to be hauled before the judge who asked you to deny Jesus. But there are subtle ways in which we're tempted to just conform to the world around us. And in some ways, it's kind of a harder way to stand for Christ. Sometimes it's easier to just say, hey, are you in or out? Say, I'm in, okay, off with your head. Uh, our, our martyrdom is subtle. Subtle ways we're pulled to, to conform our lives to the, to the marketing pattern of the world or the consumer pattern of the world. And, and so we have to really make a concerted effort to order our lives around a different principle. And that different principle is our rule of life, our rule of prayer, mass, daily office, personal prayer, lived according to a pattern in our lives, Practicing fasting. Are we too attached to things? Okay, let's not do those for a while. Let's not do them at all during Advent and Lent. Let's take a day a week when we always don't do them. Let the power of God work in us to detach us from our, our, our connections to things that are too strong. Let us grow in, 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 this, in this spiritual life. And then let us open the door and say to people, come on in come into this communal experience we have, which is different from the world. The church then is not just conforming itself to the world and trying to market its product better than the world's product. It's becoming a different kind of community that bears witness to a different kind of thing. So I think that's the kind of witness we're called to, and the connection to Alban and Martin Thornton is Thornton's calling us to, to live in a way that takes the kingdom of God and its demands seriously. And, not to, and, and to do it whether or not there's any temporal reward for it, do it because that's our life. And our exhortation at this synod has to be to renew, each of us to renew our commitment to our spiritual life, to renew our commitment to our life of prayer, and to let Christ, uh, the life of Christ in us grow and develop, and then to bear witness to that life individually and corporately. But it starts with our commitment to prayer by rule in community. As we practice that over a long period of time, that's how spiritual growth occurs. And so um, as Alban gave himself fully for the faith, and as Martin Thornton counsels us to order our lives according to this thing we believe, let us, uh, as we come together as communities, let us, let us commit ourselves to this life of prayer and let uh, the life of Christ develop in us, and then through us, let us bear witness to that life to the world around us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.